0: Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to Episode 63, Rebuilding Your Relationship. Hello there, lovers. My name is Erin Aquin, and I am here today to talk about rebuilding your relationship. Because last week, I talked about how to decide if it's time to end your relationship. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of give you the full spectrum between knowing for yourself if it's time to say goodbye or if maybe things have been hard but you are really committed and you really want to reinvest in your relationship. Today I wanna talk about some of the thoughts that are gonna be really helpful and some of the things you can do to help you start to rebuild that relationship. This is only one podcast, so I cannot give you a <laughs> six-month plan to do that. But of course, if you are thinking about rebuilding a relationship, but you feel like you've been in a tough spot with it lately, I really want to invite you to take me up on my offer that I made for you last week to find out a little bit more about how to work with me in my six-month program. That is what we are up to. These days. And if you are listening to this close to when I have put it out to the world, if you do a consultation to find out more about coaching with me before June 3rd, 2019, I'm giving you access to my Organizing Your Life Couples Masterclass. This masterclass is step by step with a workbook, how to spend a little bit of time every week getting your life organized, not just your life, but your household life. So many couples struggle and fight and have a lot of resentment about things that go on around the house or who's driving to soccer this week, or, you know, who is supposed to be home making dinner, but forgot they had a meeting. All this kind of BS that happens in relationships. I'm going to teach you how to just solve that and eliminate that one problem from your relationship, from your marriage, whatever. And you get a free copy of that just for talking to me on the phone. But you've got to book that before June 3rd, 2019 to get that really awesome bonus. I'm actually really excited for you to get this. So head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation to book that. And now let's talk about how to rebuild your relationship. And interestingly, similar to thinking about ending a relationship, this is one of the questions I often get when I'm on those consultations or when I start working with a new client about how to rebuild after some huge issue has happened in the relationship or if it just feels like you've been fighting a lot lately. One of the big suggestions I had last week on the ending the relationship episode was that You never want to make these decisions in the heat of the moment. Ideally, you're trying to make all of these decisions about your future, these big relationship decisions from a place of where you're going to be in six months or where you want to be in six months or a year and not from a place of just being upset in the moment. I think there's a time and a place for making big decisions very quickly in the heat of the moment, but I never, ever, ever want you to think that the only way you can leave a relationship is if you feel really bad in the moment, nor do I want you to think that you can only stay in a relationship if you're feeling love and ecstasy all the time. <laughs> it's really not true. Obviously, I, of course, don't know your specific situation, but, but if last week you listened to that episode and you decided, you know, It's been really hard lately, but I actually do want to be with my partner and I just have no idea how to start to rebuild a place where we can come together and have a good time again. This is for you. And I'm also going to preface this whole thing by saying that, of course, this is just my opinion And based on a lot of what I've seen in the different relationship structures throughout my time as a coach, there are some common qualities that all of the really amazing successful relationships share and the common qualities that the ones that are really struggling share. My personal mission with doing this particular work in coaching is to help more people feel about their marriage, about their relationship, the way that I feel about mine. You know, I was definitely in a place a few years ago where I never imagined I would get married. I had no idea how to be in a functional relationship. And now, you know, my experience of my marriage, when I talk about it with people, I feel tremendous love. I feel totally valued by my husband. I feel supported and I feel more than anything else, very grateful. And there is no reason that you can't feel that way too. So I want to just share (laughs) some of my thoughts about this uh, from my own marriage, from a lot of the great relationships that I have seen and get to work with Um, because, you know, people who coach with me are not always like in trouble in their marriage or their relationship. Sometimes they just want to get some skills to make it even better. But I think where most relationships sort of go wrong, for lack of a better word, is that we are taught from a very early age that our feelings in our marriage in our relationships are 100% dependent on what the other person says or does so we mistakenly think that in order to feel love the other person has to do something like they have to say I love you or they have to buy you flowers or for you to feel supported. You think that your partner has to hold your hand and stare deep into your eyes and say, yes, I support you. A side note, if my husband did that, I would think it was super creepy. (laughs) Um, So we think that other people often have to declare that they support us in order for us to feel supported, that they declare that they love us in order for us to feel love. And sometimes it's not even enough for them to declare it They also have to anticipate what you think is an action that shows love and do that too. And this is always so funny. You are not supposed to tell them what it is. They're just supposed to know you. (laughs) They're supposed to know magically the way that you experience love and the things that you would be grateful for. And they're just supposed to do those things. And if they don't, it means they don't love you, they don't support you, they don't value you, and you have no reason to be grateful. This is why a lot of relationships suck because too many people are placing all of their emotional weight on what the other person says or does. And then we even imagine we know what they think. So, so this is where we get into relationships that are based on scorekeeping, manipulation, emotional games. Whereas a healthy relationship does not really dabble in those things. Think about this. And, and you know, if this is a stretch for you to believe, that's totally fine. You can experiment with this in your own life. But imagine if you are in this kind of a relationship where things are kind of murky right now. I want you to think back to when you first started dating. Now, obviously it had to have been good. You had to have been enjoying Their company you had to have been having like good sex or (laughs) there just had to be some kind of a spark or some kind of chemistry and I know we think that that's just kind of bestowed upon that us from the universe but I want you to actually think about this logically when we're dating somebody it's two people coming together and we're both in a position of taking care of ourselves You don't sit down to dinner for the first time with somebody and expect them to take your car to get gas. You don't expect them to look after your dog for the weekend. You don't expect them to want the same amount of children as you do. You don't expect them to pay three quarters of the bills and you don't expect that they are going to make you breakfast in bed every Sunday. You're really just there to be witness to another human being. Because you're interested in who they are, you're interested in finding out more so that you can decide if they might be somebody you want to share your time with. That's usually it. There may be like dating that's more intense than that, but that's like the general experience of dating is you're just there to get to know the other person, maybe have some fun. And if it's a good connection, maybe get to know them some more at another time in another date. (laughs) Healthy relationships kind of look like that. This is what I've seen. This is definitely my experience. Healthy relationships are comprised of two people who are just there showing up with the intention of enjoying the other person's company. Now, that maybe seems just so simple and so easy and like it's too simple. But I was saying this to my husband a few weeks ago. It was his birthday. And for the first time in almost six months, it had been a really long time, we left our kids with my parents overnight. We went out and had a lovely dinner and hung out with some friends. And then the next day we went to have a day spa together and we were driving home and we were just talking and I was like, oh, it's so nice to have a full conversation with you. And he said, yeah, it really is nice to not be yelled at by a three-year-old mid-sentence. like we love our kids, but definitely like there's a lot of commotion And he said, you know, life just seems so wild sometimes. It's just so intense and there's so much going on. And yet I noticed that between us, it doesn't feel like there's any weird residue. You know, even if we have a a moment of miscommunication, maybe one of us forgot to add something to the plan and then it kind of created a little bit of a commotion in the other person's life. Neither one of us tend to take that and then create a problem later. We don't store up events from the past like a little acorn, and then hurl it at the other person <laughs> when the time is right, when they're vulnerable. We don't really do that. And even though our life has a lot of incoming, there's a lot of things going on, the main thesis, the main thoughts that I have about my husband, are that we're in this together. That we are a team. And you know, that might like sound kind of cutesy. Like, oh, we're a team. We love each other so much. We're such a good team. But I just want you to think about the power of this thought. Healthy relationships are comprised of two people acting like they are teammates. They each have their special skill or position on the court. And they both have things they need to work on to get better. At the game. But as teammates, the other players are there not just to help them improve, not just to push them forward, but also to figure out how to function as is. When an athlete has an injury, but it's not like one that takes them out of the game, they have to figure out how to do their job as is. Nobody else on the team yells at them. Nobody else freaks out because they're like, because they jammed their thumb They figure out as a team, how are we going to shift how we do things to make sure everybody can bring their skills to the table and we can do a good job as a team? Could you imagine if you were watching like some elite basketball team playing or running a practice and they were doing a play and somebody like missed a shot and everybody on the team turned around and started screaming at them and berating them? No, nobody does that. In fact, sports teams have people who evaluate everything that happens in the game. They evaluate the plays. They look at the handoff. Was it not good? Did somebody um, not get into their position quickly enough or, or let their guard down? Guys, I'm trying to make a sports analogy and I do not <laughs> know what I'm talking about. But I think you get the picture. The person who takes the shot is just one piece of the puzzle. And there's always a way to figure out how to make it better when it falls flat. And if the shot sucks, everybody on that team has already been there. Everybody on that team has missed a shot. Nobody is there freaking out. <laughs> they are professionals. They understand that it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be fluid, but how can we make it better next time? That's the question they ask. How can we do this better? How can we work with the injuries that we have right now? How can we work with the strengths that we have right now? How can we develop the areas where we're weak? That is the process that sports teams use. And I think this is a powerful process for really looking at your relationship. But just like if you were on a sports team, it begins with you as the individual player. It is hard to play well with others if you are not making yourself a priority. If an athlete isn't eating the right things, if they're not doing appropriate training for their sport, if they're not taking care of their injuries. For us in a relationship, this looks like dealing with thought cockroaches, I'll link to that episode if you've missed that podcast. Definitely go back and listen to that one. For my clients, that's what coaching is for. Coaching is how they become an elite player in their relationship. They learn how to manage their emotions. They learn how to manage their thoughts and take ownership rather than spending all of their time pulling teeth trying to get the other person to change. I've said this before, but getting someone else to change is usually not possible. <laughs> so it starts with finding the things about yourself, the aspects of yourself you want to grow, the areas of your life that maybe have not been as strong, and working on those. That's what I do with my clients. The second piece is when you feel an argument coming up, You take on the attitude of being that elite athlete and the other person in front of you is your teammate. I will promise you, if you practice thinking about your partner like they are on your team, like you are in this together, you will have a completely different experience of having difficult conversations. This isn't just like a fluffy mantra that you want to repeat. This is something that you should acknowledge. I I think verbally acknowledging, like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. I'm feeling awkward about it, but we're on the same team here, and I think it's really important that we have this discussion. Verbalizing it that way really does diffuse a lot of weird shit that happens for couples. I also think another piece of that is describing the outcome that you want to have for yourself. This is really important. Sometimes we think that the outcome we want to have is to get the other person to do something. If your agenda going into a difficult conversation has anything to do with trying to get them to feel bad or promise they're not going to do something or promise to do something, then you're not coming into that conversation as a team player. You're coming in with a whole bunch of judgments and critiques that you need to clean up. Again, That's what I'm here for, so do a consultation with me if you want to learn how to do that. But really just describing the outcome you are hoping for for you because that's the only person you can control is you. So if the outcome is, hey, I need to tell you something, it's been bothering me, and because of that, I have not been showing up in a way that I think is making room for us to connect and be intimate. Those two sentences diffuse so much. Acknowledging that it's awkward but that you're still a team (laughs) and describing the outcome for you to the other person. So valuable you will end 80 to 95% of the arguments that happen in most relationships right there. And then finally, celebrate your victories. How boring would a playoff be If people didn't go bonkers at the end when they're so excited that their team won. When you see athletes who've been like focused and really in the zone for a whole game just lose it at the end. They're jumping for joy. They're so excited. They're hugging each other. It's just like a burst of joy. That is so beautiful. They are celebrating those victories. Now, of course... It's probably going to be a little weird if at the end of every day that you didn't have an argument, you like hop around the house for joy. That might not be your deal. It's definitely not mine. But I love to just celebrate the victories in my life with my husband. If something amazing happens in my business, I send my husband a text message. I keep him in the loop so that he knows that when I have something to celebrate, I do it with him. We celebrate our birthdays. I think it's a victory to make it another year on this planet. I think it's a beautiful thing to be alive. It's a victory. It's a privilege. And here we are. So we celebrate that. And yeah, maybe if you've been fighting for months and you have a period of time where you're actually just having a great time, acknowledging it, saying, hey, you know what? I noticed things between us have been really nice lately. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. And maybe you like celebrate with dinner. Maybe you do something fun. Maybe you buy your partner flowers. I love buying my husband flowers. I feel like, depending on the configuration of your relationship, I feel like he never got flowers before. When did he ever get flowers? So I love to bring flowers home. I think it it's really sweet. Um, it's really sweet for him. And of course, my kids love to have flowers around and so do I. So celebrating those Small victories, celebrating being alive. I promise you, if you want to feel more gratitude, celebrating life is an amazing way to do it. If you want to feel more love, having the primary thought about your relationship be that you are on the same team, that will help you. And if you want to feel valued and supported, rather than waiting for someone else to do that work for you, get on it. There is no better time than right now to learn how to manage your thoughts, how to take ownership of the things within your life that you really care about and the things you really want to do. I am here for you if that is your best next step. And as I said, until June 3rd, you do a consult, you get a cool free thing. You can find out about that over at revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation. And I will speak to you next week. Take care.